1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery.
2: Tonight, severe weather and a travel nightmare. Thousands of flights canceled or delayed because of summer storms. The New York City area impacted the most, and in the south, millions of Americans face dangerous heat. Here are tonight's headlines.
3: You've been at the airport for four days already.
2: Ahead of the July 4th weekend, flyers left in limbo as cancellations roll in.
3: Some of the stranded passengers you see next to me have been waiting more than
2: 36 hours to get a confirmed flight home. Why one airline CEO is blaming the FAA. Plus, we're tracking the storms and the record-breaking heat.
4: In a hearing in the case against the man accused of stabbing four University of Idaho students, prosecutors say that they'll be seeking the death penalty. This
5: totally wins my case you know. The key piece of evidence in the federal government's classified documents case against former President Donald Trump, a
6: newly obtained audio recording, could impact the former president.
5: All sorts of stuff. Pages wrong. Except
6: it is like highly confidential.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A CBS News exclusive. The IRS whistleblower in the Hunter Biden investigation speaks out.
0: There are certain investigative steps we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them. We needed to take them.
2: Important news for parents. Could there be toxic metals in your baby's food? The products to check for in your pantry driving towards the edge of the area low! And Team USA prepares for the Women's World Cup. This is the best moment of all of our career. It never gets old. Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. We begin tonight with powerful storms pounding the East Coast, causing another day of headaches for airlines and thousands of passengers. Airports in the Northeast were filled with long lines and frustrated travelers who faced hundreds of delays and cancellations today due to the weather. The domino effect has been felt at airports nationwide this week, with more than 23,000 flight delays and more than 5,000 cancellations since Sunday. From the thunderstorms and torrential rains in the Northeast to the record-breaking temperatures from Texas to Florida, nearly 90 million Americans are under heat alerts tonight with triple-digit feels-like temperatures expected in parts of at least 10 states on Wednesday, including the entire state of Texas. CBS's Errol Barnett is at Newark Airport, which is the hardest hit by these delays and cancellations. Good evening, Errol.
3: Good evening, Nora. The people you see behind me are United Airlines passengers uh, with canceled flights. They've been waiting for hours in this line behind me, which stretches down the terminal for a confirmed flight, most of them just trying to get home. But the current projections are flight conditions won't improve anytime soon. Come on, this is like the Disney World line from hell here it is yet another travel meltdown i feel gross i feel like i want to cry but i have nothing left several days of severe weather causing chaos at airports especially in the
7: northeast these folks over here have been waiting for at least five hours to get to the point where they are
3: United Airlines hit the hardest, with roughly 150,000 passengers impacted since the weekend. Thousands have been stranded at Newark Airport, like Christian Weaver. She's been stuck since Saturday, traveling with her diabetic mother, who was down to her last syringe.
1: I know my mother, and I know how weak she can get if she doesn't have her medicine. She needs this. It's not a one. It's a me.
3: Partly to blame is a series of thunderstorm systems leading to torrential rains and flash flooding across parts of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, with wind gusts up to 70 miles per hour. In the south, dangerous heat is raising concerns. Omar Villafranca is in Texas. On the Texas Gulf Coast and here in North Texas, the heat index is in the triple
5: digits. There is not a cloud in the sky. People are flocking to pools and splash pads, to try to beat the heat.
7: We're trying to do something to cool the kids down, but also get them out of the house.
0: Down the road in Dallas, where it feels like 109 degrees, the city has seen an increase in heat-related calls as the temperatures rise.
5: Y'all need some cold stuff?
0: In San Antonio, Pete Barrera is making sure some of the city's homeless population has
5: access to cooling rags and water as the heat index hits 106
3: degrees. That could be life-saving. Uh, Some of them are so dry that as soon as they grab that water, they're drinking the whole bottle in one chug. Back in New Jersey, airlines are struggling to rebook passengers because they are flying at near capacity. Now, all airlines are impacted, but one of them is blaming the government partly for this chaos. United says the FAA reduced takeoff and landing rates here at Newark over the weekend. The federal agency hasn't responded to that claim, but it says it workers, its workers know how to navigate around weather. And boy, Nora, they'll need to know how to do that because all of this precedes a very busy 4th of July holiday travel weekend.
2: My goodness, I am feeling for those passengers. Errol Barnett, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. For more on those record temperatures and where the storms are headed next, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike.
0: Nora, good evening to you. Strong storms in the northeast today responsible for a thousand flight cancellations at northeast airports. Those storms, they'll be with us through the evening overnight tonight. They should begin to die down and push the way off the coastline and hopefully we'll catch up at the airports here. Then our attention returns to the plane. Strong storms here that could turn uh, very severe with a lot of hail and large wind gusts out of this as well. Seventy five hour wind gusts that may knock out power. Then all those storms, Ridge Riders, as we call them, riding along the periphery of high pressure that's dominating in Texas. High pressure generally means sinking air, sunshine, jet stream to the north. Now, as that air sinks, it compresses and it heats. And that heat, it's expanding, Nora. Many of us experiencing triple-digit heat tomorrow and then lastly right into the July 4th holiday.
2: That's hot. Mike Bettis, thank you. Well, now to that new audio recording obtained by CBS News of former President Donald Trump discussing secret documents at his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. CBS's Katherine Herridge reports the recording is likely a key piece of evidence in the federal government's classified documents case against Trump. Trump,
4: Trump, Trump, Trump. Today, the former president defiant on the campaign trail. We did nothing wrong.
6: This is a whole hoax.
4: After CBS News and other media outlets obtained an audio recording where the former president, two years ago, allegedly shared with a group at his New Jersey golf club a sensitive Defense Department plan of attack on Iran.
6: It is like yeah. <laughs> this is highly confidential. This is secret information. Look, look at this.
4: The recent criminal indictment of the former president for the willful retention of national defense information includes a transcript of the conversation allegedly between Trump, a book writer, a publisher, and two staffers. The indictment says none has security clearances. Former senior Justice Department official Tom Dupree. Is it reasonable to believe the special counsel has interviewed those individuals?
0: I think there's a very, very good chance that he has. They were witnesses to the alleged criminal activity. They can help uh, fill in some of the gaps. What documents did the president show?
4: The audio recording appears to contradict Trump's explanation that there was no classified Iran document.
6: We had a lot of papers, a lot of papers stacked up. In fact, you could hear the rustle of the paper and nobody said I did anything wrong.
4: Trump has consistently said he declassified all the records he took from the White House. But in the recording, yeah.
6: See, as prisoner, I could
5: have yeah. no, I can't, you know, but this is yeah.
4: I think that the special counsel will be able
0: to use this recording very effectively before a jury because he can argue that they've captured on tape the defendant narrating his own alleged criminal activity.
4: And CBS News has learned that Trump has not been charged for keeping the document he's talking about on that tape. Special counsel Jack Smith's office declined to answer our questions about the Iran memo or the audio tape. Trump has pleaded not guilty to all charges.
2: Nora. Catherine Herridge, thank you very much. A new report out today blames negligence, misconduct, and job failures for allowing Jeffrey Epstein to hang himself in his federal jail cell in New York while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Newly released photos from his cell show an excessive amount of linens and a noose made from a shirt or a bed sheet. All this despite his previous suicide attempt. The Justice Department's inspector general's report concludes there was no sign of foul play in Epstein's August 2019 death. Quadruple murder suspect Brian Koberger was back in court today, one day after prosecutors announced plans to seek the death penalty for the brutal stabbings of four University of Idaho students. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has new details from inside the courtroom.
5: Wearing a suit and tie, a stone-faced Brian Koberger walked into court today as his attorneys pushed for more details on the evidence, police training, and the methods used to make its case.
2: The purpose of discovery is really to prevent an unfair
5: trial. Court documents recently revealed investigative genetic genealogy was used to track down Koberger. Investigators compared DNA recovered from a knife sheath found at the crime scene to samples submitted by the public for ancestry tests. That is 100% legal. You give a DNA sample. So this is totally open to the public and police officers and investigators are allowed to do it too. The defense also wants to know how the FBI used cell phone records to show that Koberger was near the crime scene in the weeks before the murders. Koberger is charged with four counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of University of Idaho students Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin. They were brutally stabbed in off-campus housing last November. Koberger was then a Ph.D. student studying criminology at nearby Washington State University. The defense previously called into question DNA at the scene from three other unknown men, as well as a lack of DNA from the victims in Koberger's car and apartment. It would not be unusual to have many types of DNA, men and women, in different parts of the house. And they're saying, look, this was basically done with blinders on. They only focused on one suspect. And rather, they did not look at other p- potential suspects. That's something that happens in many cases. And the exact motive at this point is still unclear. Koberger, if found guilty, faces the death penalty, which here in the state of Idaho means possibly a firing squad, Nora.
2: Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Turning overseas to the war in Ukraine, Russian missiles targeted a city in eastern Ukraine today, killing at least three people and wounding more than a dozen. The attack came as the exiled oligarch who led the short-lived Russian military mutiny over the weekend arrived in neighboring Belarus. Russia says the mercenary Wagner Group is preparing to hand over its heavy weapons. CBS's Ian Lee is tracking the latest developments from Kyiv.
7: This was the last sighting of Wagner Basyevgeny Prigozhin, seen driving away from the Russian city of Rostov after his failed mutiny. Today, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko said the mercenary leader had landed in his country. His flight into exile fulfilled part of his stated deal with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Lukashenko shed more light on the chaos that gripped Russia on Saturday when Wagner mercenaries defied Putin and marched toward Moscow. Lukashenko said he told Prigozhin that Putin would squash him like a bug if Wagner troops moved closer to the city. Despite being called a traitor, Russian authorities announced they've dropped their criminal charges against Prigozhin. But Lukashenko hinted that his safety isn't guaranteed, saying he urged President Putin not to kill Prigozhin. Today, the Kremlin returned to its usual choreographed pageantry, projecting power and control. Putin thanked the military for preventing a civil war. Prominent in the crowd was Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu. The man Prigozhin said he was going to Moscow to confront for Russia's failures in Ukraine. And this evening, Moscow continued its deadly missile attacks on the country. Two struck a busy shopping center and restaurant in the eastern Ukrainian city of Kramatorsk. Rescue operations are underway, pulling survivors from the rubble, with at least three dead and dozens more wounded. Nora, we're learning from British intelligence that it's highly likely, for the first time, Ukraine has captured territory initially seized by the Russians back in 2014.
2: That's significant, Ian Lee. Thank you. Now to a CBS News exclusive with the first television interview with IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley since he spoke with lawmakers last month. A lead investigator in the Hunter Biden case tells CBS's Jim Axelrod that he felt the president's son received preferential treatment and in a stunning claim says that he was blocked from pursuing leads that could have led to the president himself.
0: If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence.
6: Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered
0: conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers, How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million.
6: The back taxes were paid off. And last week, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time.
3: Testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence.
6: And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not.
5: I would say he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. I documented exactly what happened and it doesn't seem to match what the attorney general or the U.S.
0: attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he
6: wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father.
0: There are certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to
6: take them? That's correct. It is important to point out that at that point in Shapley's investigation, Donald Trump was still president, and his attorney general, William Barr, had rules in place that may have limited what Shapley could pursue. The U.S. attorney's office in Delaware had no comment, As for Hunter Biden, his attorneys did not respond to us, but he said before in a statement that he is taking responsibility for mistakes he made during a period of turmoil in his life. Nora.
2: Jim Axelrod, thank you. The smoke from an outbreak of wildfires in Canada made the air quality in several U.S. cities among the worst in the world today. Chicago actually had the worst air quality this afternoon, while Minneapolis and Grand Rapids, Michigan, were also in the top 10 cities. The smoke threat moves to the northeast tomorrow. There's a new report on heavy metals found in baby food. What parents need to know next. Or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. There is important news tonight about baby food. Five years after consumer reports found toxic metals like lead, arsenic and cadmium in more than 30 baby foods, researchers at the organization say the overall risk has barely changed. Several products actually contain the same or even higher levels now than they did five years ago, including Beechnut Naturals natural sweet potato and Gerber chicken and rice and turkey and rice dinners. Researchers recommend feeding your child less than half a serving of these products per day. In a statement, Gerber notes that these metals occur naturally and says the best way to address the issue is to focus on improvement with suppliers and growers. And Beechnut says it's fully committed to working with the FDA on this. A new warning from the CDC about malaria right here in the United States. Those details next. In tonight's Health Watch, the CDC is sounding the alarm about new cases of malaria contracted inside the U.S. Four cases of the disease spread by mosquitoes have been confirmed in Florida and another was detected in Texas in the last two months. The last malaria outbreak in the U.S. was 20 years ago. Those five patients have received treatment and are improving. Ryan Seacrest will take the wheel as host of Wheel of Fortune. It was announced today that Seacrest will take over for Pat Sajak after he wraps up his 41st season at the popular game show next year. In a statement, Seacrest says, I can't wait to continue the tradition of spinning the wheel and working alongside the great Vanna White. The U.S. women's national soccer team is getting ready to play for a third straight World Cup title. That's next. Finally tonight, the U.S. women's national team is ready to kick off their bid for a three-peat at the World Cup next month in New Zealand and Australia. The world's most dominant soccer team spoke to reporters today in Los Angeles where the veterans like Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan and Lindsay Horan talked about how far women's sports have come during their careers alone. Morgan said her fourth World Cup and first as a mom is proof how far women athletes can go if they have the support. I'm really grateful for the women before me that um, fought for uh, mom athletes. Just looking at the amount of moms that we have on the team, that's the most that we've ever had. The 2023 World Cup begins on July 20th, and we will be cheering on these incredible women. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. The Bud Light Controversy.
4: What's next? The CEO joins us live tomorrow.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.